I, I want us to stop and think about the world we live in. It has changed rapidly. And it is uh, something that has uh, affects every one of us, affects our families, affects how we think, affects where we work. We have gone from a world of, of, of the general stability to a world where the new word is fluidity. Everything is fluid. <laughs> everything is fluid. It's like everything, there's, there's there, the, the idea of stability, the idea of connection, the idea of, of, of just being stable in our life and in our, in, in our world around us has just like gone out, gone out the door. And all of a sudden, everything from uh, uh, marriage to uh, 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 gender to everything is just, it's just fluid. It's just, it's just moving here and there. That's the way the world sees it. And that's what is, is going on. We've exchanged the stability, even within the church sometimes, for the, this fluidness that is, that, that's out there. And, and I, I just believe this whole month, God is going to be speaking to us of how do we understand this and how do we live this in a, in a in, especially in a world that is every that just seems like we don't belong. You see, the world has lost belonging. It has lost where they belong and how they belong and, and what what they belong to. And the question I have that's going to be reoccurring through this entire month is where do you belong? Where do you belong? Because if we answer that question, if we really get down to the, the depths of what the Bible teaches us and what God's Word wants us to understand about where we belong, then all of a sudden these other things that we struggle with and these other things that, that seem to have so much influence in our life begin to change. So this, so this morning I want to start a, a series, we're going to talk about it all month, about belonging matters. Belonging matters. Finding where you belong in a lost world. Finding where you belong in a world that's just like, man, it's crazy. It, it, it's out there. It, it, it's, it's interesting. Uh, uh, just, just a few years ago, the, uh, the millennial uh, generation came up, and, 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 and they felt like that the, the whole idea of marriage is just too long. It's just, it's just like, you don't know. Maybe you go a few years and you don't love this person anymore or things change. And so I, I was reading, I remember just a few 10, 15 years ago reading about how the whole idea of we should change marriage into uh, a contract of like uh, seven years, because that seems to be the average, you know, when everyone gets this seven-year itch. And, and so, so we should just change it to, to seven years. And, and they thought they were so progressive and really, really uh, cutting edge by coming up with, with that idea. And then... Generation Z comes along, and they said, what? What is this about contract? What do, what, what do, you, want to, what do, you, what do you want a contract for? Because maybe it goes seven days. <laughs> you know, we, we see some marriages that go seven minutes. You know, <laughs> and, and, and so the whole idea of even that has gone out the window where there's nothing stable. That, it, it, and that the, the, the generation we live in doesn't have any kind of commitment at all. It, it doesn't even exist. But here's what is just really interesting about all of this is that I was reading a, an article about tattoo. Tattoos are fine. You want to you have a tattoo? It's no problem. I don't have any problem with it. Uh, the, uh, it it's going to be with you forever, though, uh, unless you take it off. And I, I hear that's really painful. I don't, I don't know. But here, here, here's what's interesting. We're in a generation that is inundated with tattoos. Tattoos everywhere. 
and they are permanent tattoos on people that want nothing to do with anything permanent. It, there's, the irony is, is, just, is just crazy. And, and what this, uh, it was sort of a psychological study on it that says that tattoos have always been a mark of permanency, have always been a mark of, uh, of actually belonging. And there is a, there is, the more we become lost, the more we become disconnected from anything we belong to, the more we actually seek anything that's permanent, anything that connects us, anything that is a sense of permanency in our life. And I want to talk about that because belonging matters. And here's my first thought. Belonging does matter. Not choosing where you belong allows others to define where you belong. If you do not choose where you belong, if you don't connect and say, this is where I belong and this is what I believe, will always open you up and allow others to come in and define who you are and define Because you will belong somewhere. Jesus said it. He just said it a little bit differently. But in in the light of what I'm talking about, I want you to understand it. Matthew 6, 24, Jesus said, No one can serve two masters. Literally, no one can belong to two masters. No one can be connected here and there. You're either going to love one and hate the other or hate one and love the other. You cannot serve both God and riches. And that's because that's what he was talking about there. You, in other words, you are going to be belong to God or you're going to belong to something else, something that, that holds you. Now, we often think that the riches belong to us. How much money you have, how much money you have in the bank, or how much they, they belong to us. And so it's a perfect illustration Jesus was using. It says, and so somehow we think God is the same way, that God belongs to me. I serve this God. I, I belong instead of the other way around. See, you don't have the riches you have. Let me put it this way: uh, don't belong to you. You belong to them, and one way or the other. And the God that we serve doesn't belong to us. We belong to Him. And you're serving something. You're serving somewhere. And, and this belonging is essential to understand. I, w- I want to focus this morning in, a, in a, a story. In Acts 27, it's almost the very end of Acts. And Paul is now has, has, has done his uh, uh, traveling and such. And now he's a prisoner of Rome. He's on a ship. He's going to be on a ship. And this ship is going to take him to, to Caesar himself, to, to Rome, where he's going to be held and be in prison and, and, and probably and killed. He, he doesn't know, okay? So, in all of this then, we, 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 let me just start with just verse 1 of chapter 27 of Acts. And this is what it says. And I want to pull out something that's real important to understand. It says, it was decided that we must sail. Paul didn't decide. <laughs> in fact, Paul said, no, 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 this is not a good idea, <laughs> Because I believe this is going to turn out wrong. This is not, there was real discernment going on long before it ever, ever sailed. This is not a good idea. Of course, they thought, yeah, you just don't want to go to Rome. You just don't want to be a prisoner. But it was decided that we must sail. Paul was handed over to a centurion whose name was Julius, who belonged to the imperial regiment. Now, we need to step back and look at this because the word handed over there, you know, it literally what it means is belong. So Paul belonged, according to what Rome was saying, to this centurion, this this soldier, Julius, right? He belonged, Julius, belonged to Caesar. 
because he was a part of this very, uh, very special regiment that only did what Caesar wanted. This was, a, this was a very small little group. And so he belonged to Caesar, and since Paul belonged to him, Paul actually belonged to Rome. Paul belonged to Caesar. That's what the verse is saying. You belong to us. You're us. He was, he was handed over, literally means to belong. You're mine. <laughs> and I, and I, I think it's important to understand because the world is out there. I don't care what it is. It could be fear. It could be doubt. It could be worry. It could be sin and saying you're mine. And it will define you. It will tell you what to do and how to think and how to behave if you allow it to do that. If you allow, but Paul did not accept that. And we, this morning, it's a very simple message. We cannot accept that. We cannot accept how the world wants to define us and what the world says, how we live, this is who we are, this is all we can do, this is all we can be, this is all we can achieve in life, this is it, or this is who, what we'll always struggle with. The world was always trying to define us, but Paul uh, uh, did not accept that. And there are several times Paul said, I am a prisoner. And more than one occurrence in his writing. I'm a prisoner of Christ. <laughs> In other words, I belong to Christ. I do not belong to Rome. In fact, look what he says in, in Acts 27 down in verse 23. The storm is coming. The storm is about to wipe everything out. And he said, an angel last night, an angel of God, whom I belong and whom I serve, stood beside me. Paul made it very clear. He says, look... I don't belong to Rome. I don't belong to this uh, soldier. I belong to God. God is the one I belong to. The God that I serve, I belong to. That's, and he understood that. And that made all the difference in the world. And if you don't grab a hold of that, if we don't understand as a church, a, as a body, as a people, right here, right now, as a family, I don't belong to this world. I don't belong to those things. They have influence and they have power, but I don't belong over that. You see, in a storm, when the winds blow... And everything is threatening your little ship. <laughs> Come on, you know what I'm talking about? You better know where you belong. You better know where you belong. Because if you're out there and you don't know where you belong, you'll be tossed back and forth on waves, and it's going to, it's going to overcome you. It's going to, over, it's going to defeat you. You see, we have to learn how to say, I don't belong to sickness. And some of you might need to say that. I don't belong to sickness. I don't belong to sickness. Put that in your heart. Put that in your spirit. I don't belong to that disease. I don't belong to that failure. I don't belong to that sin. And that's what the enemy does. It says, oh, we got you. You always sin here. You always fall here. You always mess up here. You're like that. And then Because the, the enemy, you know what he's saying? You belong <laughs> to that sin. And we have to understand, I don't belong to that sin. It doesn't mean that I'm perfect. It doesn't mean that I never stumble. But I don't belong to that sin. I belong to Christ. Are you willing to stand up and say, I don't belong to that. That's not me. I don't belong to this, to this division. I don't belong to this fear. I don't belong to this worry. I don't belong to... I, I'm not going to... It doesn't mean that the enemy doesn't throw that worry or that fear or that doubt or even that sin at you. But where do you belong? Where do you belong? I'm Romans 14, 18. I love this. Paul says it a, a different way. He says... If I live, if we live, we will live for the Lord. But, and if I die, we will die for the Lord. Whether we live, whether we die, we belong to the Lord. Now, you've got to catch the power of what he said there. He said, from the beginning, from the very beginning, when I am born, and maybe for us, when we are born again, from the time that I 
begin to live to the time that I die, all of that belongs to God. That's Everything belongs to God. It's all His. And if we don't get that, if we try to do it our own way or try to go our own direction or, or try to do that, if we do that, then all of a sudden we'll miss everything that God's trying to tell us about how to belong to Him. You see, our peace, our hope, our security, our faith, everything is, is understanding that we belong to Him and what He's trying to do in our life. Where do you belong? Where do you belong? Have you settled that? Have they, you settled that in your heart? Do you know where you belong? If you're still struggling with, with where you're going to belong, then, then, then there's going to be a very deceptive voice that says, hey, you belong here, you belong here. You've got to know where you belong. And I believe that we can know that. I believe God wants us to know where we belong. And just like Paul said, I'm in chains, I'm on the ship, I'm going where I don't want to go, but at the same time, I don't belong to this. <laughs> you might be on a prison ship. <laughs> Come on, listen to me. And, or you might be in a prison body <laughs> or, or something that is, not, is taking you where you don't want to go, but that's not where you belong. That cannot be where you belong. You see, belonging matters. It matters. Because it is the very foundation of your faith. It is the foundation of what you believe and how you believe it and how you're going to live. And whether you're going to live successful or you're going to live a godly life or you're going to do the right thing, it is everything. Foundation of everything is that where do you belong? You see, the angel came and he came to Paul to encourage him. I got, the irony of the story is just so funny. I just love it. So the angel comes in to encourage Paul, and this is what he said, Paul, it's going to be good. Everybody on this ship is going to live. Everybody. But I just want to let you know, the ship is going down. <laughs> the ship is going to sink. It's going to run aground somewhere. It's not, it's not, it's not going to be everything. But, and, and you can imagine Paul going, what, 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 wait, <laughs> you know, this is not a good thing. I like this ship. It keeps me out of the... Out of the water, it keeps me from being drowned. But it was never about, this is what the angel was saying, and you better get this, it was never about the ship. It was always about his faith. And we think, it's, oh, it's about God if you do this, or God if you work here, God if you do, you do this. It's, it's about your faith on the ship. And you know how so often we think, God, if this ship sinks, then I'll lose faith. It's crazy. You see, I believe God heals. And I believe no matter what the doctor tells me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, God can heal me. And you know what? I'll believe by faith. And if some, God forbid, some doctor tells me something that, that's against that, I'm going to trust and do everything that I can, you know, medically. But at the same time, in the end, God is the one that's going to heal me. And that's going to be true my whole life until it's not. Did you just care? hear what I said. Because one day, God's going to heal me a different way. And one day, God's going to take me home. And I'm going to be with Jesus forever. Wow, that's incredible. I'm going to still believe all the way up to that day. But you see, it was never about the ship. It was always about our faith. And trusting the middle of everything, no matter what we see. God, I believe you're going to touch me. I believe you're going to move. I believe you're going to do this. Look what it says in Acts 27, verse 25. So Paul comes to the men with this encouraging word that the boat's going to sink. And says, keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God. You see, Paul knew the ship was going to sink. 
And he says, because my faith is not in the ship. Come on, listen to what I just said. The faith is in God. My faith is in God that, that it's going to happen just as God told me. Just like God told me it's going to happen. It's just like, which means what God told me is everyone's going to be saved. There's going to be nobody lost on this ship. Everyone is going to live. Uh, nevertheless, we're going to uh, run aground on some island. <laughs> See, Paul didn't even know what island. He just knew it's going to break up. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to, it's not going to, it's not going to last. But we're safe. We're good. God is good. God is going to do something profound in our life. And we have to learn how to trust that. You see, fluidity, this where I don't belong here, or I belong here, or I'll decide here, or I'll decide here, or I'll do that. This is the world that we live in. It attacks faith. It attacks your faith. It always attacks faith. The, the word run aground, it literally means to fall powerless. And you see, in the end, that's how we have to live. God, I'm going to just fall powerless in your hands. I'm going to fall powerless in all that you do. I'm going to fall powerless and trust you. That's faith. That's faith that will change everything. That's faith that's going to turn everything around. When we're running aground, are we saying, God, I'm going to fall powerless and have faith? in trusting in you and believing what you're trying to do in our life. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 39. It's really interesting. The author said, we do not belong to those who shrink back. Do you belong to those who shrink back? We do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but we belong to those who are saved and have faith. We belong to those... Are you, do you belong, where do you belong? You see, you got to know where you belong. You, got to, you have to understand that. You have to know, I belong by faith in Christ, which means I am not one of those that shrink back. The word shrink back literally means, is a, a military word. It means to silently and slowly retreat to destruction. And so often I find, even in the body of Christ, that there are people that... The ship didn't go like what they thought or things didn't happen where they, and they lost where they belong. And they slowly drifted back silently to destruction. And we cannot be, though. We are not those that shrink back. We are not those that fall back. The disciples were in a boat and Jesus was with them. Okay? Okay, so that's a great picture. Jesus is with them in a boat. And a storm comes, and the waves come, and rock and roll, and everything's water's flooding in like that, and Jesus is still asleep. How does Jesus sleep through that storm? That is the mystery. We, and sometimes you ask the same question. Hmm? God, I'm in the storm, and you are sound asleep. You ever feel like God's sleeping on you? Even hear a little snoring going on? God, nothing's happening. And that's what happened. And they, so they woke up Jesus Jesus is, because he's the son of God, he's amazing because you wake me up in the middle of the night, it's not a good moment, okay? Like that, it's like you should go on a mission trip with me and find out what I'm like when you wake me up in the middle of the night. I had a, we were on this mission trip and we were in Romania and they woke me up in the middle of the night. I'm thinking, oh dear Lord, what's going on? Something really bad like that. And I scurry into the room and say, yeah. And there's this uh, sweet woman which, which I love and is a dear, dear friend, and, and she's standing on the bed. She said, there's a mouse. There's a mouse underneath my bed. And I said, well, leave it alone and let it sleep. <laughs> I'm not, she's, anyway, the, the point is, 
Jesus woke up, and he wasn't grumpy, but he had something he, they needed them to understand. And he rebuked the wind and rebuked the waves, and everything got calm, and everything. And then he says, how come you didn't have any faith? Where was your faith in the middle of the storm? You should have had faith in the middle of the storm, because I was with you. But if you don't go on, you miss the power of that story. Because they sat there and marveled, not at their lack of faith. They marveled that Jesus calmed the water and spoke to the wind, and it stopped. And they asked, who is this man? They didn't know to whom they belonged. They didn't even know who he was. And so often in the storm, we don't know to whom we belong. We don't know. We, we just, and, and so we're amazed. How, how can this happen? You see, it's so important that we understand. I belong to faith. I belong to Christ. I belong to this Not only because it stirs my, our faith, but you see, belonging matters because it actually gives us the power to do something, to act, even for others. It is the power that you have to do something to achieve something, to be successful in whatever you're doing. It is the power to act even for others. I was out mowing the yard, really, really hot, middle of the summer, and just struggling along, you know, doing what I do, you know, mowing the yard. Because, you know, okay, I should probably stop and, and, you know, take breaks and drink water and things like that, but I just want to get done. How many know what I'm talking about? Come on, guys. You just want to get it done. And so I'm going on, and so Jackie must have noticed that I wasn't stopping for water, and that I was really hot and red and sweaty. So she came out the, the back door, and I was in the back mowing. She came out, and she held up a cup of cold water. Here, Dad. She was saying something. Of course, I couldn't hear a thing because the lawnmower was going and things like that. But I saw that water, and I thought, okay, yes, stop. <clears throat> Let go of that lawnmower right there. Just stopped right in the middle of it, walked in there, sat down, and drank that water. Why did Jackie bring me the water? Well, because she thought I was going to die out there. Because <laughs> she thought I was really hot. All oh, that's there like that. Because you know, she loves me. Okay. That's, that's, that's like that. But ultimately, it's because she's my daughter. She's part of the family. She belongs. She saw that I was struggling, and she did something with it. You see, Jesus said in Mark chapter 9, verse 41, if anyone, if anyone gives a cup of water in my name because you belong to the Messiah, the reward will, will not go unnoticed. They won't lose their reward. Why? Because you belong. We do things. We act because we belong. You have the power to stand in the, in the midst of crisis or whatever it is because we belong. It is the power by which connects us to one another, connects us to what we're doing. It is what makes us family. And Jesus, we're saying, look, it's not the easiest thing in the world to give someone water. I mean, it's not going to cost you anything. A little bit of effort, a little bit of taking something out of the well in Jesus' day, whatever. It's not much. Which the whole point is, from the very least that you do to the very most that you do, everything is about belonging and who you belong to, and why you do what you do. Why you do what you do, what you say what you do, it's all about belonging. It's all about connecting to others. You see, belonging doesn't just enable us to act. It demands action. 
It demands action. And that's why Jesus said, when you do it to the least of these, when you do something so simple as this, you've actually done it unto me. Why? Because you belong to me. When we help others, when we give, when we connected, we are actually doing it. And you can all of a sudden begin to understand why does the enemy in this day, in this age, fight so hard against belonging, against connecting, against anything. Everything is just, it's just fluid. It's, it's like the whole society is moving away from owning anything. Everything is renting, you know. I have a whole stack of, of movies. I mean, it would go to the ceiling. Physical, like... DVDs and Blu-rays and things, and things like that. You know, if I was honest, I would probably have the other kind, the VHS, but I, I don't want to admit that. So just, just tons, tons of them, you know? But I never watch them. I never do it because I just go on and click this and click that and click that, and all of a sudden, it, it's, it, I'm just streaming everything. And that's always there, but I don't own any of those. And at a moment's notice, if they get in a mood or they don't like me or if I do something wrong or don't give them enough money or something, they're like, boop. It goes away. I don't own anything. And somehow, sometimes it feels like that's what's happening in our society when God is trying to tell us you have to belong. You have to own everything that God's trying to do in your life. Are you willing? Where do you belong? Where do you belong? You see, what happened is that the sailors saw this ship was doomed. <laughs> they knew it. <laughs> they knew that it wasn't going to it wasn't going to work out, and so they tried to jump ship. They tried to get a little boat, and they said, oh, we're going to drop some anchors over here, <laughs> you know, because, but, and they got, they were going to get in the boat. And Paul says something that is just hysterical and funny and also profound. In Acts 27, verse 31, he looks at the soldiers who are with him and says, okay, guys, Paul said, soldiers, to all the soldiers, you will all, all die. Every one of you are going to die unless those sailors stay aboard. Did you just catch that? First, it's really funny because Paul's saying, I'm not dying. <laughs> I'm good because I know where I belong, you know. But the word was that we're all going to be saved if we all stay together, and so we all have to stay together. So I'm okay, but I just want to let you know, you're all going to die if they get off this ship, if they get in that little dinghy out there, if they abandon your... And, and the soldiers, of course, they went up and cut the, the little boat away and prevented this, any of the sailors from leaving. It was crazy. The soldiers' fate was connected to the sailors because they were on the same ship. And as odd and as strange as it might seem, that's the body of Christ. I'm connected to you. And you're connected to me. And that's why the scripture talks about us belonging to Christ. Once God wants us to understand when we belong to Christ, we actually belong to one another. And be committed to their, your safety and your security and your spiritual growth and everything to one another. That's the way the body works. The, the, the toe has to care about the finger. Or the hand. Because if the toe says, I don't care anything about that finger, that finger can just, just hang, hang around. I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> I didn't do much anyway. But if you take, cut off the whole finger and nothing happens, all the blood's going to come up. And guess what? The toe will die. So it is with us. So we are connected. It matters what we are connected to. You know, earlier I talked about how Hebrews says, don't shrink back. We are not those that belong to shrink back. You know where that was in context was? 
In that same chapter, in chapter 10, the author was talking about we should always meet together. We should never stop gathering together and meeting together. Not, not because, not because, not because that the, uh, wow, distractions are everywhere today. Stay with me. Everyone here, look here. It's okay. Look here. I'm not going to go until everyone's looking at me. Whatever he's doing, he's going to do because he's empowered to do those things. The, the, here, here's the point. Whatever is, is holding us together, we are in Christ. We are one body. We are one people. He says, don't give up meeting together, not because I want to be fed. Don't come to church because I need to be encouraged, I need to be fed, I need to be taken care of. That's not what he's talking about in, in chapter 10. You know what he's talking about in chapter 10? He's talking about you come so you can encourage someone else. You're here. You're belonging to the body so that somebody else can be taken care of. And sometimes we preach that and say, you've got to come because the Bible says don't forsake meeting together. And the reason is, is because somebody needs you. Somebody needs to know that you care about them, that you love them. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul gives this really strange quote. He says, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good, be, good habits. The reason that was so powerful, you've got to know the history behind that, which they, the, the Corinthians would have. Because that actually came from a, a Greek comedy writer 200 years before Paul. 200 years he, he wrote that. That... That if you're not careful, if, if you don't know where you belong, if you don't know who's influencing you or who's in your life, then, then it, can get, it can really hurt you. And he, and he made that quote in one of his plays. But the irony is, and what everyone would have known, is this particular comedy writer committed suicide because he got around people that he shouldn't have belonged with and said it didn't really matter. Here, here he is, a comedy writer, writing uh, uh, plays that make people feel better. And he didn't feel like he belonged. And so it was so powerful to write that to the Corinthians. Paul's writing to the Corinthians because everyone would have understood the irony behind that. Is that we belong. You have to know where you belong. Otherwise, it, the very forces around you will pull you away. The very things that will pull you back are the very things that, that are connecting to you. See, we belong to Christ. And that is the power to act. That is the power to do something. That is the power to do something for somebody else. What does it mean to belong? Where do you belong? And the, and the issue comes down to just say, God, I belong to you. I don't understand about the ship. I don't understand about this. I don't understand about here, but I belong to you. And when you stand up against that, against whatever you're facing, whatever storm is out there, whatever sickness or fear or doubt or worry or sin is facing, if you're saying, God, I belong to you, you're all, you're all that I have. From the moment I live to the moment I die, you're everything. Then you will stand. We, will, we won't be those that shrink back. We'll be those that move forward into victory. Amen. You receive the word. Come on, give God thanks. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray for every single person. God, I believe with all of my heart that you're going to touch, you're going to move in every heart. And God, if there's a single person here that's watching online or in this room that is, doesn't know where they belong or 
Or they're, they're even wondering or questioning, God, I pray right now, right here, God, that you would speak to them. And they would come to the point that says, I want to belong to Christ. I want to give my life to you, Lord. I want to know where I belong. No matter what this world goes through or, or, or what's going on in my life, I want to know where I belong. So, Father, I pray for that. And I agree with them and pray with them, Lord, come into our lives. We rededicate or we make a, a new, fresh commitment, Father, to you that we belong to you. We belong to one another. We belong to your body. And we thank you, God, for what you're doing in our life. Renew us, strengthen us, empower us to do everything in your, in your desire, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.